slow. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome into Commissioner's Corner Week 13. It's your boy, Commission Khan, joining me this week. The one, the only, Tooper Sprunk, as Kristen Yarbrough called him. And, of course, the mouth from the, I guess, East Coast. It doesn't work that well. Randall Tainer <laughs> joining me as well. Two boys in the playoff hunt. Randall, obviously, clinch. Cooper begging for his life right now in the loop. Boys, how's it going tonight? Coop, start with you. Well, first off, it's Tupis, so thank you. It's not Tupis. That was fourth grade. It evolved into Tupis once they found out I was a lady killer. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I've had better Tuesdays. Um, I'm pretty full on Din Tai Fung, which was fantastic, but it was a devastating week once again. So uh, spirits are pretty low. Randall, before you go, uh, I need Coop, your quick review on Din Tai Fung because that's some place that we are really wanting to go check mm. out. Oh, it makes daddy moist down low. Oh, okay. Nice. makes daddy oh, it moist is. down low, uh-huh. and I'll need it's you to talk good. louder going forward. It, uh, it makes daddy moist down low. <laughs> there it is, Randy. How's it going over in Washington, D.C.? Obviously, the recent move from Chicago. How are you settling in in the nation's capital? Settling in, doing fine, looking at Cooper's fine mustache. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening here. And so this actually brings me to my first topic of the evening. I wanted both of your opinions on the presidential race coming next year. Uh, shouldn't be controversial at all. We're going to start with Randall being in the nation's capital. Have you heard any rumors about who's running? And then we would like your personal opinion on who you'd vote for. Yeah, a really good question, Con. So um, my presidential election uh, race actually is uh, going to have to wait until two campaign cycles from now because I believe you have to be 35 years old. So um, when we first moved, uh, that kind of put a damper on uh, kind of my five-year plan. Uh, But uh, not to fret, uh, we have uh, a lot of old white men uh, in the running, it appears. Um, Oh, Cooper was saying he was hoping for that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I would imagine one of them will win. Um, how that changes DC, I don't know, eager to find out. Um, but I'm gonna put my money on the old white man, okay? Coop, and who are you voting for? Um, so I know it's going back to back potentially for George W. Bush, I think he has a good shot. No, John, no, it's junk. It, oh, 2024. It, oh, I think in 2004. It, if it were tonight. Oh, man. God, it's just two really good choices. Um, both young and spry. I don't know what Randall's talking about. I heard once you get over 90, it's a little iffy. But up until <laughs> then, I, I think we're in a really good spot. I'm really confident with where we're going. It seems like the last eight years has been pretty positive for the U.S., I would say. So um, either option sounds actually fantastic. Really masterfully done by both of you there to uh, hurdle over that topic. I am curious, 
based off last podcast, we had a lot of conversation around the uh, John and Paul beef that we saw take place maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, for those who remember, and I just want to note that Randall has changed his background to, I believe, Jack's chest. Um, no, it's Cooper's. I'm trying that's to Cooper's edit chest. <laughs> when were you Fresh. that small? It's uh, I look like a, I have a huge head. <laughs> so I wanted to know, based on the John Paul beef, there was obviously some contention here, and uh, Paul didn't help it much by his comments in the group text this week. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was a clear winner or loser? Did anyone cross a line, Randall? I want to start with you here. But what were your opinions seeing what I deemed the funniest trash talk we've seen maybe in 11 years? Uh, that was pretty iconic. Because um, I, I believe it was like during the middle of the week. And I just remember getting out of a work call and looking down at my phone and seeing you know, way more messages than you'd expect on like middle of a Wednesday, but going through those was absolutely electric. Um, Do you think it's funnier to be small or fat? And this doesn't relate to the problem. Um, I've never been fat a day in my life. Um, okay, so subtle brag. You know, I, I like to keep it tight. Um, I I don't know. I think no, you I have think, to pick. Like, do I think which one's funnier? Which one I'd rather be? No, which one's funnier to you? And it doesn't relate to Paul and John. I'm just curious. I don't know. I feel you have Kevin Hart representing short people, but you have like so many funny fat comedians. I, I feel like it's funny. To be fat. Okay, funnier to be fat. And Cooper, in that light, which one would you pick um, unrelated to the Luke? Unrelated to Shorty Spice and Thicky Slick. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, as being an ex-305-pounder, there's nothing better than you're done with your fifth meal. You know what? Oh, my God. Who's got ice cream? This guy does. I got about a gallon of ice cream that I'm going to crank through. You can't do that as a as a shorter person. You can't be short and fat. It's just not as much fun. It's just kind of a bummer because then it's like you got a little stubby legs looking like corgi. Um, but over the course of decades and centuries, um, some of the best comedians are fat, such as Chris Farley. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a that's a great point, uh, Coop. I wanted to go back to you here. What was your favorite O lineman meal? Because we. Obviously, no, notoriously, you weighed 305, as you just mentioned, and mm-hmm. were a defense or I mean, a D1 lineman. So, we want to know what was your best day eating wise? Best day or best meal? Let's, uh, best, best meal. Let's go, okay. best meal. Yeah, let's yeah. say best day. It's about literally seven meals. It's not, it's gonna take a while, <laughs> but best meal, winter conditioning, which is. 5.30 to 6.30, you get home at 7, you hate your life, hate everyone. But as someone who probably burns at that time 1,500 calories in a workout, I had to put on some more weight. So I would do a carton of eggs, a carton of... What's a, like a carton? You mean 12 eggs? Yeah. Jeez. You would eat 12 eggs in the morning? With 12 maple um, syrup sausages from Jimmy Dean, and then about... You Are know, those you combined? Know, like you're doing this all in one meal? 
No, you'd boil the sausage and you cook the eggs. Once you take the eggs off, you no, take no, the boiled sorry. Chicken. I mean, are you eating both of the twelves in one meal? Yeah, that's only two thirds of the meal. Then you get two of the Idaho potato cartons of um, hash browns. You put those in there and a whole glob of butter, some cheese, some Alpine Touch, a little salt and peppy. Mm. And you know what? If you're really trying to get some gains in, throw in a mask in for about an extra thousand calories. Holy shit. And Randall, obviously you're competing against Coop for a uh, championship here this year. I'm curious what your biggest breakfast was. I had a scotch egg with water. <laughs> I'm blown away. Like I, No, me too, Randall. That's why I want to know yours. <laughs> I think for me to even just get to 200 pounds, it would be a full-time job of just eating whatever Coop just said. Uh, my biggest meal, though, my biggest breakfast... Uh, that you that you made yourself. This pause is great for podcasting, so uh, I don't think too long. I've uh, gone into scrambles, so it'd be like two eggs, half an onion, half a bell pepper, and some sausage. You did drink milk, though. Oh, and chocolate milk, of course. Thank you. There it is. Okay. That's the biggest breakfast you've ever had? N- no, but... I, I, say, I eat that when I'm like trying to look, lose weight for breakfast. <laughs> the tale of two teams here, uh, <laughs> obviously. And as we're talking about the tale of two teams, the one thing I wanted to talk about is you two are arguably the best at updating your team name in a comical sense. I think you both are... Uh, absolutely legendary for the things you come up with uh most recently randall throwing a shot at me saying i'm married to t and not the luke despite That's all the true. podcasts uh and then thank <laughs> you for coming up with uh todd cobell which i'm not gonna God lie. damn that's good huh <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that was lower on your rankings than i expected uh i think you've had a lot of more a lot more creative names like hugh janus um so i wanted to know how do you both feel about your performances here with team names coop i'll start with you do you think you outwitted randy this year or do you feel like you were second best in the loop i'll be honest it's a lot like how my team's been lackluster some weeks great like the first week at todd cobell was fantastic second week you're like god this guy sucks it's like going going two weeks straight with todd cobell was a that's a tough look yeah, I'm telling you, it was a tough, tough year. I was more invested in uh, the league than my team name, which honestly, probably a bad decision because it's been a frustrating year to say the least. But I'd say Randall's taken it thus far, but we have, what, five weeks left? I mean, it's still neck and neck. So I got a lot of things up my sleeve, like maybe a little Don he dick. Who knows? <laughs> and Randall, I couldn't agree more with Coop there that there is still a lot to be determined, but You've kept up with your wit, your humor. Uh, we all look forward to it every week. Are you proud of your performance, or do you feel like it with the move, maybe you were a little behind what we'd expect from Randall Tainer in the team name category? No, I'm uh, I'm pretty satisfied with my performance to date. To Cooper's point, there's still uh, more rope to be run there. Um Oddly enough, I've found a uh, correlation between the wittiness of my team names and my team's performance that week. Uh, 
I had some down weeks as far as team names go, but ever since my team. Oh yeah. Your team sucks uh, and you're lucky to be in the playoffs, but I was asking about your team name. Oh, well, we'll get to that later. I'm sure. But uh, I have you know some mini rebuttals there, but ever since uh, my team name was Amon <laughs> <laughs> maybe the best team name of the year. Actually, maybe not debatable. Please clearly say what that team name was. Uh, ever since my team name was uh, Amon Ra Do- <laughs> Amon Ra Dog Jackie. <laughs> Sorry, Ty. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've uh, run the table. Um, and I'm pretty happy with my team name that I just switched to this week. So uh, if you're Kyle, go ahead and take a look at that as well. But uh, yeah, some are better than others. But uh, ever since uh, that one with Ty, it's been it's been smooth sailing. Can I tell the favorite from this year? I think it was the first week when John played Randall Pam and the Boop. name it was just Pam Big Boop. <laughs> well, I don't know. To this week's team name from Randall might, might take good. the cake. And Randall, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. But it's uh, sorry to make Chloe have to waddle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best, the best you've ever came up with. Um uh, absolutely electric out of both of you uh another thing i was wondering is your comments randall especially on jack shutting down tom for another year at the turkey bowl only two catches no touchdowns Uh, some are saying that we need to acknowledge that jack had one catch on the other side of things but i'm Mm -hmm. curious to get your analysis here as the master of uh, i'm not gonna finish that debating Nice. Uh, yeah, I I was very proud of Jack. Um, him and I had a post game talk, but uh, even before the game, when I first woke up that morning, I sent a text to Tom, just letting him know what uh, what was coming his way. Do you mind uh, reading that text for us? Because uh, it was pretty legendary, and he yeah, read it to me, but I don't know if the rest of the Luke knows. And I want your wit to be on full display here because it was a fantastic test or text message. Yes. So uh, this was Thursday morning, bright and early. I texted Tom Gilkey and I quote, as I arise this fair morning, I find myself reflecting on all that I'm thankful for. My putting Dua Lipa's nostalgia album, and you knowing every year on this date, whether by my hand or another's, <laughs> you're locked down and put in your place. Others may say it's cruel what he has to endure, while I say, let the boy watch. <laughs> That's the part I like the best. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic text there. Uh, so, in general, you're you're pretty proud of Jack's performance there. I am proud. I'm proud how serious Jack takes it every year. Um, glad it worked out well. Um, I want to know who won the bowling the night before. Oh, that's a great question, actually, Randall, because that would be the commission himself in oh. both games, uh, starting off slow with a 136, but then ending strong with a 153, whereas the co-manager... Um, which again, I want to point out, makes no sense because he's trying to say co-commissioner and he named himself co-manager and won't change it. Uh, you know, 
it's a third grade education that we're working with. Um, he put up a 126 and then a 110 or something like that and guaranteed us a 180. So, yes, that was your Kamesh Khan winning both rounds of uh, bowling there and looking to continue the streak next year. Hopefully one or both of you can join so that I have some true competition. But the rest mm -hmm. of the loop, really not up to snuff, to be honest. And I, I also, it's a ricochet shot, but Kyle George took bowling class in college and continued. Uh, dork. <laughs> continues to not win championships. So uh, that might be a pretty harsh moment there, and I'm sure I'm going to hear about it, but we're excited to see if he can maybe correct that. Okay, next thing I want to talk about, Derek and Paul. Uh, I mean, it's the, it's the topic of the Luke every year. And this year, I feel like it's almost taken another step up because Paul's reached 14 and 0 or whatever we're at now. Uh, so what I want to ask you about is, one, has Paul crossed a line to either of you in his trash talk? And two, what do you think about this streak? Is Is Derek winning one time enough or is it you have to even up the series? And I'm going to go ahead and start with Coop. 14 and 0. 0 and 14. Whichever way you slice it, Paul has not gotten enough trash talk out. If I was 14 and 0 versus anyone in the league, which you're not. Say, no, definitely not. I might be negative versus almost everyone. But I would send good morning text saying good morning son, hope you slept well. I just cannot <laughs> believe. I I mean Paul's a master of trash talk. I expect way more out of him and honestly a little disappointed. Oh, wow. Focus, okay. To focus on, oh, I've had the most points scored against me. God damn it. To focus on that, he needs to focus on Derek and just keep hammering Derek, who, if he played him right now, I think Derek might beat him. Yeah. Paul's trash team led by trash Kyron Williams. I agree completely. Oh, Randall, let's go to you. 100% agree with Coop. Um, of all topics that Paul could talk moron which i feel like are very few uh I, the, <laughs> very very few very very the, few. uh rivalry if you can even call it that with uh with derek is just it's all in his back pocket like the fact that when derek and i were thinking about making well we did make one trade this year but we were thinking about making a second one and i had to ask if it was okay with paul for him to go ahead and do that trade just kind of says everything you need to know um <laughs> But nonetheless, uh, I think I think Paul can can lay it on even lay it on even thicker with Derek. Wow. Okay, I did not expect that response from both of you. I am curious about this NFL season specifically. Have you been surprised about the football we've seen? Or it's a question I ask every podcast. But have you been surprised, kind of, with the outcome of the league this season specifically? And I've been very clear about the fact that I think it's been one of the sloppier seasons we've seen uh, NFL-wise in a long time. So I'm curious about both of yourselves. Obviously, you're on different ends of the spectrum here with Randall's 49ers being absolutely one of the best teams in the NFL and Cooper's mm -hmm. Patriots quotes there because he was never a real Patriots fan uh, being absolutely the most trash team we've ever seen. Uh, I'll start with you, Coop. How do you feel about the, the NFL this season, and especially the Patriots with Mac Jones at the helm? We'll get to the Pats. 
Um, I think we're just in another lull because, I mean, we lost probably 10 great quarterbacks over the last five years. And, yeah, we have some good ones right now, but there's still a ton of young guys. There's not really, like, any true old quarterbacks. So it's just a ton of young guys that are growing, building, getting confidence. And I think in two years you, it'll be back to pretty dang good. Would you put Mac Jones in that group? You know, after his rookie season, I was like, holy shit, the Pats, baby, back to another 20 years. And, you know, since then, he's dog shit. It's like he has a ton of Tom Gilkey's on his team. It's like his O-line <laughs> is made of Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. It's like his arm is made from a fucking pinky toe. He's garbage. The play calling sucks. It's like watching. No, this would be disrespect to fourth grade Twalton uh, team. I would rather watch an NFL team run the wedge 50 times a game than watch what the Pats have done because it's horrible and they suck a huge dingling. The good news is you can watch the Philadelphia Eagles run the tush push 50 times a game, which is pretty similar. Um, but I, I am curious if with the early round draft pick that you guys are going to have, fuck yeah. do you want a quarterback or do you want Marvin Harrison Jr.? You know, it's if I had my choice, I would say get a full new O-line. But really, Zappi is yeah. I mean, their O line is really bad. It's one of the issues. But he, Mac Jones and Zappy, you don't need two. This sounds awful, but two super unathletic pocket passing quarterbacks in the league now with how quick everyone is. But it wouldn't hurt having Marvin Harrison Jr., who we'd probably make awful, and then he would be gone in three years, join another team, and be amazing. So I kind of hate everything to do with the Pats, but we deserve it. Yeah, you absolutely do deserve it. Thank yep. you for saying that. And we'll go with Randall uh, after that comment. Randall, obviously, the trade for Christian McCaffrey has been a complete home run. And the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan have been consistently competitive. That being said, have not won the big one yet. What are you feeling about this year? You're favored, uh, by the way, you're favored on the road in Philadelphia this week. By yeah, three points, which is a, a shocking line to me personally, but curious to get a true fan's perspective on that. Both, uh, not just my teams, but the rare times that Jack and I agree as far as fandom goes is uh, Ducks football and the Niners are both favored by, well, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think the Niners should be favored going to Philly, but the Ducks are favored by almost 10 points going against UW this week, which... Yeah, hey, we're going to get to that if you could not kill my topics. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, Niners. Um, super pumped. Uh, I am higher than most on my guy, Brock Purdy. Um, I actually don't... I say that in... I don't think Brock Purdy is the weak link of the Niners. I think if the weak link of the Niners are as actually either their offensive line or their secondary. Um, granted, I think their skilled position players, i.e. Christian McCaffrey, make up for a lot of that, or their front seven defensively. Um, and then Brock Purdy has one of the best pass ratings around. The Niners, if they win the first quarter... They are dynamite. But if they get down after the first quarter and lingering in the later part of the game, that's when it gets iffy. So the first quarter, in my opinion, is the key to the Niners as they make their playoff run. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And and I do think the Hufanga injury is a big one. Mm, I mean, that yep. dude's electric. Coop, mm-hmm. go 
I have a quick question for those who might be talking right now that sports bet. Um, what would you suggest for Sunday's game? Uh, minus three or plus three? So the funny thing is I do sports bet. Um, mm. Oh, we, it's crazy. It's Rita, wild. What would you say? Almost through, through you as a bookie. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, this is a hot it. take because I know not everyone abides by the strategy, but I like to deploy the emotional hedge every once in a while. And I'm not going to do it with Oregon because I am full in on that. But as far as the Niners, before we get, I, I'm going to Philly. I I might go Philly plus three. I, I might I, go Niners minus three because that's an emotional hedge and you didn't really sell me on it. So I might go Niners minus three. All right. It looks like we'll be on uh, opposite ends in the spectrum either way. I'll would, be you guys, would you guys – you know, maybe make a wager between you two yes. about what goes on here. So we famously know that Kyle uh, and John made a wager on the Saints Falcons. John is now going to run the first lap with Tyler on the beer mile. Would one of you two like to make the exact same bet? Uh, so there's three people running the, the beer mile with Tyler. The first lap, just the first lap and a beer, just to be clear, uh, on this game this weekend. If he runs it in January, I'm out. I'm trying to do dry January because it's been a long year. But if he hey, does Coop, it, Coop, 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 we're not doing stipulations here. Either you're okay. In, I'm in. Don't be a bitch. Wait, I don't know if I want to bet against the Niners for a beer lap, though. But it's an emotional hedge, you said. No, well, you wait, wait. You can take, let's let Randall pick whichever side because I think Coop's going to be okay with whatever he gets. All Coop, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. That right, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what if instead of we just go no, team, no, what if the bet is no, Brock it's, be three plus touchdowns? No, a Brock Purdy three plus touchdowns, Coop. What do you accept? No, I asked for spread, I didn't ask which player props you want to bet, even though Brock Purdy won't hit that. No, he's for sure gonna hit that. So it sounds like Randall's I, scared. I would uh, do a beer mile lap for each of those bets. For each of those bets. So there's two laps on the line. Mm-hmm. Randall, to you. And just to be clear, to reiterate reiterate for the listeners, we've got Brock Purdy three-plus touchdowns, Cooper taking, I believe, the Eagles plus three, and Randall taking the Niners minus three. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, he's doing both? Just to be clear. Yeah, I'm taking Niners minus three and Brock Purdy three plus touchdowns. And just so we're 100% on the same page, those are two separate laps at play here. So there's a chance you both run a lap with Tyler. And there's a chance that Tyler could beat Randall in Randall's two laps as well. That's, that's what I'm worried about personally. Yeah, I'd be worried about that too. Yeah. yeah, no, that's true. And so if one person <laughs> lose both bets, they run two laps with Tyler. And the two beers are a part of this. Let's make it an IPA. Two IPAs. No, we're not going to do that. Okay. We do Mike's Hard. <laughs> what did you say? Diabetes by the end of it. A little Mike's Hard Lemonades. I feel like Randall can't even comment on beer miles because of the disgraceful performance we saw last year. Um, Top but... five low moment of my life or bottom five? Bo- bottom five moment? 
however you want to call it, it sucked for all of us <laughs> because that was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> let's move along here to the uh, playoff picture in the Luke. We're going to get into some Luke talk, which is where it really gets spicy. So Paul sent us a breakdown here. And I think what's important to note, first and foremost, is the three eliminated teams. And unfortunately, the uh, commission is part of that. It's myself, Jack, and of course, Tyler Bagginstoss. We are out of the running completely, so really not relevant to this conversation. Those who have clinched, David Walser and Randall Tainer, both from the same division. Uh, Randall, any thoughts? Remember when we were saying T-Swift was the weaker division? I agree. Randall, hey, I agree. I would have made it if I was in the weaker division, which was obviously Rihanna this year. Uh, But congratulations for clinching. Thank you. And so, statistical um, way, you would have made the playoffs in our division, just so you know. Well, Cooper, I, I would have made the – we will mm-hmm. never know. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, know, we will right. actually never know. That's a good um, point. <laughs> but that being said, uh, we got Jack and I eliminated. Uh, just want to note Tyler's 2-10. and 10. That's Yikes. terrible. Uh, so, we're competing against here Cooper, John, Kyle, and the Rihanna division. And then Paul and Derek, which is poetic, uh, in the T-Swift division, the the far superior division. And, fellas, I want to know how you're feeling going into this week. I want to start with Randall because he's clinched. And then Coop obviously needs your thoughts being, I would say, in the most precarious position out of everyone. Uh, Just to break it down real quick, a little further, we've got Paul at 42%. We've got Kyle at 86%. So, you know, Kyle's right in his ticket to the playoffs, probably not a championship based on the last 11 years. Um, We've got John at 44%. We know his team sucks ass. Uh, We've got Coop at, actually, let's go Derek at 21%, and then Coop at 8%. Kobe. There's a that's right. So, Coop, how are you feeling going into the last couple weeks here? You know, I'm not going to make it. I know it. I got to have both Paul and John lose. Um, that doesn't feel great, and I have to win after putting up 80 this past week. Paul, um, either congrats or sorry to whatever your text was. That was too long to read during the workday. I appreciate whatever you said, though. That's great. Um, but, you know, it's not looking great, I'll be honest. I do kind of hope Derek gets in. Don't think that's going to be the case. It would be hilarious to have uh, Paul and Kyle make it, even though John has been leading our division for half of the uh, season. So I think that'd be fantastic. And Randall, on your side, obviously you've clinched already. How how does that feel after running the beer mile last year? Uh, some say walking, but whatever you did with the beer mile. Yeah, it feels... It does feels it like- feel like redemption after 18 minutes? Um. It's actually 18 minutes, 33 seconds, but uh, Thank you. I, I know that because I'm looking at David's team name currently as it just stares into my soul. Um, Despite no, your guys' great work this season, David is my favorite team name of the whole season. Oh, by far. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, it feels, I just don't drink beer. It's, and big boobs. Uh, feels great uh feels like i'm coming home really um as i you know tend to do this every odd year um that's true but 
Yeah, it feels great, especially given how competitive and the full parity of our league this year, having a little bit of a kind of a week off, uh, not having to stress through this weekend is going to be great. Um, with that said, really looking forward to the matchups this week. Uh, Paul's text really nailed it as far as summing up what we're looking for. Uh, I will say scanning the matchups because there's actually quite a few NFL teams on buys. Uh, so like some key players on a few teams, like David, for example, who I believe plays Paul is going without Josh Allen. That helps Paul, uh, even though he doesn't have Josh Jacobs. But uh, I know John has the highest – John and – basically, if John and Kyle win, then it's, you know, it's chalk. Winning uh, right, yeah. But so that – the matchup to really watch is John versus Derek because if John wins, that kind of more or less sums everything up, um, I guess – Paul and Kyle were still in play, but if Derek beats John, which is what Cooper needs, that opens the door to all kinds of possibilities. Yeah, absolutely correct. Uh, I want to know between you two, who's the one team still in contention that you're rooting to not get in the playoffs? Randy, we'll start with you. So, me, Jack, and Tyler are not options. Who else would you root not to get in? Actually, and David and Randall are out of that too. So you're picking between Derek, Paul, Kyle, John, and Coop. Uh, well, first off, sorry to make Chloe have to waddle. We're not afraid of anyone. But <laughs> it's I, not my, about being afraid. Who personally do you not want to be in the playoffs? Uh, I, I think Kyle's team is the best amongst that group. Um, okay, so I, you're going lineup based. Yeah, I think if I mean, Kyle has a high chance of getting in, I'm pretty sure I play him this week, actually. Um, Kyle's team is the most powerful to me. And then Paul would probably be second on that list. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. So you're rooting for Kyle to miss the playoffs. Coop, what about yourself? Randall, thank you for not saying me. Um, if I wasn't my own self, I would say me. I don't want me to go and get in, but I probably shouldn't say that. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say John. He should not be in. Just looking at purely points for his team's kind of um shall we say, a booty cheeks. It's not very good, yeah. but he just continues to find the way, and I don't get it. And it's um, not aggravating is the wrong word, but frustrating watching that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say John because I don't think I'm going to get in, and I would love to see either Derek or Paul make it in because I feel like they haven't been in since NOM. Yeah, and, and on my side, I'll say Paul and uh, John because both their teams suck dick and they don't deserve it. <laughs> so that would be my choice there. Uh, let's go into power rankings because I know I hear about that from Paul and John specifically. Wait, on, real quick thing before power rankings. Wanted to propose this to the Lug because... Uh, the Dynasty. I, I believe it was... 
my the first year that I won my championship. I kind of get him confused with the second one sometimes. But uh, the first year <laughs> I won the Lube title, uh, post dead ball era, both times as well. Worth men- mentioning. Wait, wait. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm confused. Is this before we had to reset the dynasty league when you traded me three picks and then cried about it the next season during the draft or oh yes it is okay it's far past that i have another question would someone yeah hasn't wanted with someone who hasn't won a championship in this call raise her hand oh Oh, let's go (laughs) oh i wish paul kyle and david were on this call Oh my god, especially Paul. That's crazy. I can't believe we have so much just power. Right? <laughs> last three winners, right? Fucking that nuts, is true. Man. That is Ooh. true. Last four if you include Randall twice. Yeah, whatever. So well, you gotta give credit where it's due. He also ran a beer mile in 18 minutes. Um, uh yeah, so bypassing that last part. So my question to the Lug is the first year I won the RB. I was, was that before or after eighteen thirty three? Before, well before um if uh if i remember this is, this is a little bit of deja vu because i believe it was kyle and i had clinched and there was a few teams going into the last week that were jockeying for the last few playoff spots and kyle if i remember correctly started players he wouldn't normally start or just sat them all together to manipulate who yep. got into the yep. playoffs to this then choose his matchup and I could have done that. And I think it was actually between Derek and Paul. Is like if I. Oh, it doesn't sound like it, it couldn't have been Paul, but maybe Derek. I think I played Derek in the playoffs that year before Kyle. But anyways, so my question to you guys, I'm not sure if David's even thought about this, but it's like, is it acceptable is it, you know, a good competitive move to do what Kyle did and try to manipulate who gets into the playoffs or is that a low blow? I have my own opinion, but want to hear hear what you guys say. I, I would say since it paid off so well for Kyle that season and he won a championship, mm, damn it, it was a fantasy gods looking down on him. I would say not too because it's just bad juju and we told Kyle going into that to not do it. That's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion. I I am with Cooper on this one. I think you play your best lineup every week or else you're really fucking with karma. Like, I just don't believe... I mean, you've won two championships, so I'm going to trust your opinion over uh, most, but at the same time, I just believe in the fantasy gods. It's like the golf gods, right? It's something you don't mess with if you don't have to. If you can just win your matchup and play your best lineup and maybe you lose, maybe you don't, I don't think there's a reason to be scared of another team when you're already one of those that clinched, um, especially once Cooper gave you all his good players. So I yeah, think thank, that's... Thank, thank hmm? you, Coop, for that. I fully agree. I just think it's a little ironic how I... It's definitely... I kind of hold Kyle's fate in my hands right now, just you know, depending on what I decide to do. Yeah, you do. And it, it would be hilarious to shut Kyle out one more year. Because uh, everyone knows he deserves a championship most. I think we all can acknowledge that. But mm-hmm. at, out of the non-winners, uh, I mean, I deserve it most every year. But mm-hmm. um, out of the non-winners, I think Kyle deserves it most. And so it would be hilarious to shut the door on him <laughs> for one more <laughs> season. I feel mean even saying that. Uh, 
but Randall, <laughs> I, I wouldn't fuck with Karma. I I wouldn't personally. I agree. Jack tried to do that, and guess what happened? Demar Hamlin almost died on the field. Um, oh, okay, let's move. Let's move on to our next topic here, which is the power ranking. So we're going to go every other, as we have the last week. Uh, we're going to start with Randy Clint. So we're going to start with Coop. Um, Coop, who's your number ten? This is going to hurt because I'll probably see him this week sometime. Um, and it would honestly, it kind of has to be Jack. And I love that. I love that solely for two facts. So, Tuli, of course, two solely. One is he's had the I don't need a bench mentality for or mentality for I don't know all eleven years, and it finally kind of bit him in the butt this year and last year. And honestly, I don't remember last time he won a championship. So, however long it's been. He's like he's like I I found this comparison recently. He's like the Cincinnati Reds, where they were so intimidating in the eighties, but we haven't heard from them in a long ass time. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's trying to do the opposite of Moneyball almost, like load the front of your team, and it just hasn't paid off. He lost a guy. I even tried when Mike Williams got injured. I actually broke the news to him. Uh, well, he also isn't apparently following football. Tried to trade him a couple guys for Travis Kelsey to help build his team. Like Travis Kelsey too much. And then the second is he's made the second least moves. And the second to last is David, who's obviously first. Jack's made six moves all year. You got to think, is his heart in it? I don't think so. I think his heart's into multiple women at this point. And that's oh, and not his hard heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe his hard heart. Uh, nice. <laughs> I, think, I think Jack's been disconnected from the league this year, and it's sad to see. He claims to be one of the best owners in the in the league, but continues to show us that he has not invested. Randall, any thoughts there on number 10? Uh, for, uh, breaking news or somewhat breaking news for when we're recording this. I think Jonathan Taylor is out for the next two weeks too. He so is. He absolutely is. So that so, move that everyone heralded is uh, not that impressive. So I agree with Coop. Uh, Anyone who has Zach Moss should applaud themselves. Uh, we'll we'll get to your team. Okay. <laughs> Not to give it away, but I have it pulled up here. But uh, yeah, I agree with Coop. Jack's team is just looking abysmal and is just getting worse and worse. Uh, Both you and him, pretty lucky that uh, Ty has had the stretch of luck he's had this year. Yeah, and I would like to say before we get to number nine, I am 1,000% the luckiest team in the league by far. The fact that I'm even five and seven is a fucking miracle. Randall, who's number nine for you? That would be Wake and Baker yourself, yeah. truly, Kamish. Um, yeah, yeah. Bringing up the rear of the superior T Swift division. Please uh, talk about who I've lost. You have lost, I believe, Nick Chubb um, and Kenneth Walker. And Kenneth Walker. So the fact that you had were your first three picks: Chubb, Eckler, Chubb, and Walker. No, you had yeah. CD. Uh, yeah, that's true. I got Walker in the fourth round. Um, you actually, I remember you took Kenneth Walker the pickup before I wanted him, but I digress. Um, 
Yeah, so you kind of had some injury luck. Uh, no, I'd injury. say injury, bad luck. I'd be a championship team right now if I had a full roster. Uh, no, with mm. players like D Hop on your team. Oh, uh, oh, and CD Lamp's not averaging twenty five points the last four weeks. Okay, that's one receiver. Your other receivers are Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins, and Gabe Davis. I'm well, sorry, but that just R- Randall, you're missing his bench player on the really good Patriots offense, Demario Douglas. So I mean that's a good Demario right Douglas there. has been pretty decent. Like, I mean, you can hate on me all you want, but oh. he's actually been pretty decent. Oh, Daddy likes him. Yeah, I haven't played him yeah, one week, you... but I <laughs> he's been okay. You have my new hometown, Washington Commanders, as a defense as well. And they, they, I, mean, I have three they're defenses. Really, they're really like known for their defense. That's a good pickup on your part. No, wait, can I explain that? I tried three mediocre defenses. I tried to pick someone else up last week and got beat out. Uh, okay. So. okay. Um, they only yeah, got anyways, minus six. Uh, the fact that... Leal Herbert's your second running back currently. Uh, yeah, That's because they got hurt. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to eight. Coop, who you got at eight? I got Ty. I mean, I just keep How picturing him. at eight? Like, this is a sincere question. He's two and ten. What are you guys doing? Um, I'll get No, no, like, literally he's won two games. So whatever you say, he's won two games. I'll, all I keep picturing in my head every time I see Tyler's team is his face. <laughs> After beer number two of his first beer mile hungover <laughs> and hating his freaking life. So that always brings a little bit of joy to me. Um, honestly, his team's not bad. It took Stroud, Gibbs, and Warren to shake off kind of like the rookiness. And honestly, if the season started now with those three guys, I think he'd be in pretty good shape. Brees Hall should have been a lot better, but that offense sucks without Rodgers. And then everyone else is fine. I mean, he has Devontae Adams, who's good, but terrible quarterback. So I think he has the bones to a good team. It just took too long for them to become a good team. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I think, Coop, I think you I think you and Paul have a bone to pick with Ty because as much as I love Brock Purdy, why did Ty start C.J. Stroud over him? Or did not start C.J. Stroud over him, which cost him a win against John, which could, which does have huge playoff implications. Uh, Randall, can I answer that? that? Because Tyler's made every wrong move possible this year. <laughs> and it's, that's not even personal. Like, he's had the worst luck I've ever seen in, in my life. Well, he um, stole Justin Jefferson from me, so that worked out well for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about your trades here, I'm sure, coming up. <laughs> You're not exactly the maestro of the trade machine. Uh, let's go to number seven. Number seven. Um, we are going to go... Coop, I got to do it to you, my guy. Oh, so... I have Mia seven as well, don't worry. Um. The trade that you and I did uh, is looking better for me each and every day. And I'm really thankful for that. It could literally uh, not have been better for you, Randall. Yeah, it's great. Can, you know, compared to our trade last year, which caused me to do the beer mile, I think it's Mm -hmm. justice for Coop. Um, Oh yeah, that's fair. Mark Andrews going down. That's, that's tough break, but um, yeah, your team I've never been a scary Terry guy, and just seeing him in a starting no. lineup is is tough. I've had him. Jordan, he's the worst. 
Yeah, yeah. It's my third not year like now. literally the worst, but the scariest. Like scary Terry is an accurate name. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was glad uh, cool. we took DK Metcalf in our trade because he's like he'll get you eight to ten points a game, but not a whole lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Almost and, rather have Tyler Lockett. Uh, almost, almost. Uh, you're this. I mean, the start of your lineup: Lamar, Etienne, Montgomery. Is a is a great start, but after that, it drops off in a hurry. Uh, hot take here. I think Cooper would be competing for the beer mile without David Montgomery. Mm. Yeah, he won me a couple games. I would say honestly, the the trade with Randall, I don't regret it because at the time I was tired of rooting for Pollard and Mahomes because they both completely sucked at the time. And watching them the last two to three weeks has been heartbreaking, but also like I. I did it to myself. I'm not too bummed. Lamar hasn't done that much since I got him. Mark Andrews is fine. DK won me last game or last week or two weeks ago, I guess now. So it's like I, I pick and choose. I'm, I know what I did. And if I get in the playoffs, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be awful. Like I, I understand. I'm, I'm in my bed. I got to lay in it. I've got to, I've got to say, I actually do admire Cooper's trade prowess because well, yeah, you always take big swings, and as the guy that does the exact opposite of taking zero swings uh, and owning that, I wish I had more of your mentality on that. Randall, don't laugh. You always try to fuck me. Uh, no, I love I love how every year we you know we send a trade. And it's like, there's a text. It's like <laughs> hey, Colin, sending you this, this text where you know we're gonna say no, but just wanted to see if you wanted to do a trade. No, okay, great. Randall and I have <laughs> the most sensual trade talks you could ever have oh. without making a deal. Like we're just absolutely trying to fellace each other, but not to a real degree. Um, and Randall this year called it out before the trade talks even started. He said, let's do the dance. I know we're not going to trade, but let's let's have these texts. And, let's uh, get a little age. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Let's okay. edge each other. Colin, I feel like, and rightfully so, I think you, Kyle, and I are probably the toughest to trade with in the lose. Yeah, but no doubt. I've no made doubt. two trades this year. So what does that say for you and Kyle? No, I, I, I will own that I am probably the worst trade partner in the in the league, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I just have a mental block. Like I just can't do it unless I'm I'm winning clearly, and that's what sucked about Cooper becoming a lot smarter is that mm-hmm. I can't take advantage of him anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Derek's also become a lot smarter, so now I just have no trade partners left. Derek tried to uh, trade with me. I thought I was going to have to drive to his place and beat his ass. <laughs> no, but I, I do agree, Randall. Uh, me, you, and Kyle are the worst, and I am probably the worst. Uh, Paul could be in that, too. Paul's Paul's just not... He doesn't even want to trade, I think, most of the time. I think I want to trade, but I want to screw the other guy every time, which makes me by far the worst. Yeah, I love. Don't I love, cut that uh, clip, please. <laughs> I love Paul's. Uh, I love how he can go from like zero to a hundred, back to zero, where he'll like be talking shit about your players, but then he'll have like very sound judgment on. Literally this year for me, he he told me he hated my roster, and then the next week he was like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to trade, but if you have something, send it to me." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, so 
everything you say is a lie, which we know, and which mm-hmm. is why he'll never win a championship. But sure enough. Okay, let's go to number six. Coop. All right. I got to go with John. Um, the only reason he's not lower is because he's seven and five. Looking at his team, it's really, I mean, it's a lot of players on pretty awful offenses. Like, it's just kind of tough to look at. I don't really like much about his team. It's not fun. It's not flashy. He has, like, guys a high school coach would pump to have. Like, not flashy guys, but they're going to come in and, like, bring their lunch pail and work. Like, a high school coach would cream his pants for his guys. It's like the opposite. Such a of, harsh one to say. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what David's done. Like David has picked the like up and coming guys, like super fun to watch. John just has old school. Let's run the ball fifty times kind of team. I've said all year. I, I think John's team is a complete ass. I'm shocked about his record. Uh, Randall, do you have any faith in John? And I mean the person, not the team. Uh. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> uh, he just moved to Hawaii, didn't he? I yes, he did. As a person, so maybe, maybe the no, vibes, don't, maybe the vibes will be in his favor. Um, but yeah, something's got to change because his team <laughs> is—he's uh, got—he—he he can sneak into the playoffs still, but uh, I don't know. He might be limping into the playoffs if he does make it. Couldn't agree more. Mahalo, John. Let's go to number five. Uh, Randy. Uh, we're going to go to the mouth of the South, Derek's daddy. Um, I will fully admit that a lineup of Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, Trey McBride, nice pickup ball, and Mike Evans does strike some fear in me. Wait, uh, wait. Uh, Jamar Chase is currently working with Jake Browning. Does that change things? That I feel like if Burrow, you know, besides helping your team. Oh, come, and wait, Kyron Williams sucks. Let me say that as I do each pod. Yeah, that's that's another fun uh, little storyline is yours versus Paul's beef on Kyron Williams. Um, I'm probably in the middle there. I'm probably closer to you, Con. Like, yes, I, let's go. I was not like, expecting that. The Rams offense could be good, but they're also struggling with Matt Stafford injury. And I just think that Cooper Cup is eventually going to take back most of that offensive share. Uh, But yeah, to your point, Jamar Chase is going to be limited with uh, Jake Browning as his quarterback, uh, which is why I have Paul at this spot and not uh, slaughter too higher. All right, Coop, let's go to four. Hold on. I am so horny for Kyron Williams. I want him on my fantasy team so badly. I love him. Matt Stafford being injured makes him the perfect perfect dump-off guy. 15, 20 carries a game. The dude's a workhorse. I love him. I guarantee okay. I guarantee he loses Paul a game here. And I, 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 I guarantee this week he loses Paul his matchup. I mean, David, let's go, David. I'm in on that one. Okay, well, you just contradicted exactly what Oh, I'm said, hoping David but... beats Paul, but I love Kyron Williams. I would trade Paul. Kyron Williams is going to be the reason Paul loses this week. I'm also because like I drafted Cam-, Cam Akers like an idiot. And then <laughs> yeah, that was super Kyron dumb. Williams week one of the waiver wire from me. 
yeah, that was that was really dumb, Randall. Um, and I've made every right move this year. So let's go to number four. Coop. Okay, number four, it is Derek. It's probably recency bias, but when I was going up against Derek, there's never a certain point during the weekend. I mean, I didn't make it past Thursday against him. But going into it, it was like there's not a single person on his team that can't go off. Kyler being back, running well. I mean, C-Mac, Rashad White. Rashad White is disgustingly good on a horrific offense. And then his receivers are good enough to get the job done. So I actually really like his team. If he sneaks into the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it to the championship. Wow. I could not disagree more. But Like I said, recency bias, back off. I made a trade with Derek early in the year where I gave him Rashad White, Garrett Wilson, and Thiel. Why the fuck did he give you – like, why would he take Garrett Wilson? I just want to know that. Uh, he wanted, Who'd you give him? Who'd you give him? Or, I mean, who'd you uh, give him? I gave him Tank Dell, who's, I believe, now on Jack's team. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Thielen, and Rashad White. Four. Devonte Smith, oh. James Connor. Oh. Um, okay. Actually, I'm not as I'm not as pissed off as I was because neither side has worked out that great. No. I so my, basically the whole premise of the trade was I was banking on Devonte Smith would uh, score more than Garrett Wilson and Thielen put together because I figured James Connor and Rashad White would be a wash. Rashad White's been better, so Derek might have won that trade slightly. But at the same yeah. time, Devonte Smith is coming. I was pissed in the moment because of the Devonte Smith and Aaron Rodgers being out thing, and I was so high on Garrett Wilson to begin the year. Mm-hmm. Of course, when it was Aaron Rodgers, I think that's a great pick. He's still produced. He's just. I remember being pissed at them in the moment. Well, the fact he's averaging ten points a game with two of the worst quarterbacks of all time, aside from Mac Jones, is really impressive. Yeah, once he gets a good quarterback, he'll be phenomenal. Sam Laporte is a sneaky good tight end for Derek. Uh huh. What do you mean sneaky? That's a that's one of the best pickups of the year. Like best one of the top waiver wire pickups we've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, props to Derek. You know, he's putting together a heck of a season. I mean, Paul still owns him, so I feel a little guilty putting there Paul is. behind him. But, you know, what can you do? If uh, Derek makes the playoffs over Paul, does that impact their rivalry to you too? No. Mm-mm. I think it gives Derek a bullet in the chamber, but, I mean, Paul can just come back with a flamethrower early. Yeah, it's, it's when a- you have a zero on your your record, that's, that's always tough. Um. Okay, let's go to number three, Coop. It's Randy. Oh, Randy. Sorry. Uh, we got David, me, and Kyle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two out of three have never won a championship. Wow. That's true. That is very true. I'm going to put Kyle at three. Um, no slander to Kyle. He, I already no, said. No, it sounds like direct slander. I already said that Kyle's team is uh, striking. Um, I think Bijan Robinson has been hot lately, but I just don't trust the Falcons' offense. Um, 
So like, oh, is that because they have the worst quarterbacks of all time? Yeah, and also their coach just doesn't like to give it to their best players. Um, Whoa, hey, they're just playing football, man. Okay, well, that, they'd probably win more if they gave him and Kyle Pitts the ball a little bit. But uh, um, Ramon J. Stevenson, he plays for uh, uh, Coop, that team you root for, uh, and they're not very good. Um, so he kind of has to fall into the end zone to be relevant. Um, with that said, Keenan Allen, Brandon Ayuk, Cooper Cup, TJ Hawkinson in the heart of his lineup is very formidable. Uh, so Kyle, Kyle's team definitely has a higher ceiling than a, just about anyone but David, I would say. Um, but, Question for you, Randall. Yeah. Would Kyle's team suck if Derek didn't give up Ayuk and Keenan Allen for Chris Olave? And I'm not suggesting it would. I'm just asking. It's the worst trade I've ever seen in my life, even wait, at the time. Wait, Derek gave up Keenan Allen and Brandon Ayuk for a lot? Yes. Yes. That oh was God. the trade. How are we not talking about that more? That should be- We're talking about it every podcast. I, I brought it up at the time of the trade, and everyone was like, no, Alave is going to come out. I, I knew right away it was the worst trade I've ever seen, and that's coming from me. Wow. He's had some bad how, trades. How different Derek's team could be. Um, Right, yeah. That's that, why that that's why this topic came up. Yeah, I mean, and Cooper did. I got to give Cooper his props. He he called that out right away. Well, hey, props to Kyle for one making a trade. Classic. It's with Derek, but uh, of course it's, it's with Derek. Him. It's and always lopsided with as hell. Derek, and I'm jealous. It wasn't me. Uh, oh, yeah, Kyle's boy. team very formidable. Um, I wish Cooper, Cooper still didn't know it. fantasy. <laughs> I mean, I'm. He'll probably, you know, come up third or second again, but uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I was fishing for. That's just a great season in Kyle's eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> like Michigan, Is, Randall, would you call Kyle George the Iowa Hawkeyes of the Luke? Uh, that's more John, I think. No, is John even that relevant? John's defense is great. No, my defense is great. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, Colin, I would say, yeah, you might be the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, uh, Kyle... I set myself up for a spike there. Fuck, oh, I, I would, no, I can't say it. Um, no, he's more the Oregon Ducks, I agree. Okay, yeah, let's move yeah, on. You, you Zero championships, <laughs> and let's go to number two. Go Ducks? Oh, Randy, Randy, Randy. I actually had you at three, and then I had Kyle, but... You know, looking at our trade now, seeing Pollard come to fruition, heartbreaking. Waddle, he's, I mean, he's been fine. Still heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I i mean, I love your team. It's fantastic. You have the two focal or two of the three focal points for the Chiefs offense. Pacheco has been awesome all year. I think that's pretty good. I mean, anytime you have Mahomes and Amon Raw Dog Jackie on your team, you should be good to go. <laughs> um, the Kittle pickup. I was shocked two weeks ago when he had two straight 18-point games and then you took him out when he had a third 18-point game. Uh, but he's also been great. I think I traded him to you, what, right when he had the 25-point game and before that he had like nine total points. But I think you've yeah, made some good trades. Yeah, you've made some good trades. Your team looks good. You don't really have a weak 
weak spot. Um, I think you just need Mahomes not to put up a stinker and you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I guess the short of my team is I think my team has a very high floor and a medium ceiling. I think David, Kyle, even Paul have put up higher scoring weeks than my team, but I also don't score less than 90 each week. I'm like you know, yes. 90 to 110 most weeks, so very solid, very consistent. Um so I'm just kind of hoping that come playoff time, I don't run into, you know, someone putting up 140 or something. I do yeah. have a question for you, though. Are you ever going to make the Dak for Mahomes start? Because Dak has been playing out of his mind and truly has been the better quarterback. But can you do that when it comes to playoff time? Can you trust I, Dak? I started Dak last week against Colin, actually. Well done. But in the playoffs, will oh, you like it? Uh, ooh, good question, Coop. I, to be honest, I, I'd have to. Look. I'll look at the matchups. I mean, I, you know. Oh, super fun response. Yeah, fucking uh, thanks, dude. Team Yepo. Oh, I guess I'll have to just check out <laughs> the matchups going forward. I'm just, hey. hey, you know, not to do a dig at Todd, but I'm just not a Dak believer when the rubber needs to meet the road. Or hey, Randall, say something that's more factual. Neither are we. The Cowboys uh, are my favorite team in the world because they get everyone believing, and I can't wait till Tyler hears this. They're going to lose so badly in the playoffs. It's going to be fucking hilarious, and I can't wait for it. I, hope I cannot wait for it. Again. It's probably going to be on the day Tyler runs a beer mile, too. Oh, like It's, it's probably going to be yeah. all in the same day. That's a fantasy football wet dream right there. No, it's just it's just a fact of life. Like, mm. and Tony Romo will probably call the game. Oh. Like, that's what we're looking at right now. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Love that, uh, Randy. Quick question on your team: Do you feel like there's a chance in the playoffs in the two week scenario? I'd say you actually. I might have put you at one with the two week playoff scenario. Do you think it's possible even to have that 140 thing happen twice? Because that's where I think your team's really benefiting is that you are going to put up points both weeks, whereas the rest of the teams involved, yes, they can, of course, but I feel like you're much more better positioned to put up consistent points. Um, Who would you be most scared of playing in the playoffs? Not, and I don't mean to say scared of, but uh, yeah, I do think the two week per matchup actually benefits me slightly just with my roster. I think completely. Uh, like looking uh, at looking at your averages, you're on par with Paul, Kyle, like uh, the other teams we mentioned. But just looking at your roster, I don't see a week where you go like seventy points. Yeah. Um, Whereas see- the others, I might see that. I still think there's room to pop off too. Like Waddle hasn't really done much. Devontae Smith's coming into his own. Mahomes has been lackluster. But to answer your question, Con, I would probably be most fearful of David just be 
This is the thing with David, though. If I play David in the match in the playoffs, David's team is driven by Miami's offense, which is a just glorious thing for him. But if it's we like did, me with the Philadelphia Eagles offense last year when I won that championship. Yeah, that, yeah probably no one. Remembers. No, it's it was last year when I you remember I I won that. Trophy. Randall, keep going. But if the, <laughs> if the Dolphins have a tough offensive outing or if my guy Jalen Waddle, you know, poaches a touchdown or two from Tyree Kill and or Mostert, there's like that could sway the matchup of David and I. So although David is my most feared opponent, there is a path to victory if we come up against one another. Yeah, that makes sense. Or I mean, uh, Jack was my most feared opponent last year, but then I beat him in the championship to win the trophy. Um, Cooper, number one, obviously, has to be David. Thoughts on his squad? I mean, I love it, but I'm just pulled up who the who the Dolphins still have to play in two weeks. So the second week of the first, stay with me, guys, move that one. The second week of the first round of the playoffs, he plays a good Jets defense who may or may not give up. But then in back-to-back weeks, and technically the championship two weeks, he plays the Cowboys and the Ravens, who have two very good defenses. And the Dolphins haven't been great against, quote-unquote, good terrible defenses. Against good teams. It, yeah, so David, I mean, if He could the be Dolphins, a one seed out in the first. I couldn't he, agree more, Coop. Yeah, couldn't and it's not, like, it's not like his wide receiver, too, Drake London, hasn't like can really help him. And, I mean, Josh Allen's fantastic, but... Also, Derrick Henry, when do you shut him down? Because Titans aren't going to make the playoffs. Like, you don't want to keep feeding a guy who has, like, 1,800 carries in his career. So, I think it's, it's going to get interesting. I think it might honestly be like a Cowboys team where it's like, you look great, get to the playoffs, and it's not so good. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins have also figured it out and they're just a good offense. Similarly to the uh, Cowboys reference, I, I feel like his team might mock the Dolphins where they are – so impressive during the regular season, but when it gets time to uh, get to the nitty gritty, I, I don't know if they can beat good teams. And I think the teams behind him, if he's the one seed, are very scary. I do love Josh Allen. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, even though he, if you're watching Sports Center, they're going to say he's having a down year, or not even a down year, just turnover prone, all that. He also just stacks fantasy points. Like, he is incredible. He had 39 last week um, and is averaging 23 on the year. And so 33 total touchdowns. I just looked up like, yeah, to your point. Yeah. And, and a, an interception doesn't really kill his week. So I think having that kind of a quarterback does keep you in it. Um, but, and obviously we don't have to mention Tyree kill, but I want to, uh, that's, and then, that's like Randy Moss on the Patriots type season. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're seeing. I haven't done the fantasy point comparison, but it he's unstoppable. Same I way think Randy he's on pace to beat Cooper Cup's fantasy record. Not not uh-huh. just oh yeah, fantasy wise, he's on yep. pace to beat Calvin Johnson's single season yardage record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe he'll do it. So yeah. Very interesting. David's team is is so dependent on those dolphins. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. He's gonna have to have it come through. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's our power rankings. And I have one last question for you guys, then we'll wrap up. I know we've been going a long time. 
I have a question uh, for you guys as well after. Oh, Coop, you go ahead and start. Okay. So it's the 23rd, 24th, 25th, whatever you want. Fire's on. It's dark out. Family's maybe about to turn on a movie or football. Got a nice warm blanket. What is the perfect drink you guys are pouring? It can be alcoholic, can not be alcoholic. I think it's, for me, I think it's, uh, and this won't shock you, Coop, because um, we have quite quite a bit. I think it's a old-fashioned with like, dog. like a whistle pig or something, like mm-hmm. very a, a really good whiskey. And I think that's, especially around the fire. Maybe mm-hmm. if we're not around the fire, I might go something a little like a bourbon, mm-hmm. bourbon cranberry type thing in option. Is that something? What? Cranberry? <laughs> like a bourbon cider, maybe. Cranberry sounds. We got to try that actually now that we're getting. When we yeah, do. Okay. Yeah, okay. So yeah. let's not hate it until we try it. But no, mine's an old fashioned. I mean, no doubt about it. Randy? Yeah, mine's a real man's man's drink. I'll probably go a cinnamon espresso teeny. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice one. That sounds mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Real it'll put some hair on your chest for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to wrap the pot, I have one question for Wait, you. Guys. Coop, what's yours? Oh yeah, of course. Make an old fashioned. I got some Traeger simple syrup, do a little bit of that, some orange bitters, some of the Agnesoft bitters, the ones that start with A and G, then a nice like hundred proof rye, toss it in, and then Cap it on top, a shot of eggnog in there. And it's just Oh gross. Perfect. You lost uh-huh. me on the last eggnog shot. Eat up, baby. No, eggnog sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's delicious. You don't know what you're missing. Speaking of sucking ass, I'll I'll start with you here, Coop. Um Hell yeah. the last question of the pod. Uh should women be allowed to compete with men in sports? Interesting question. Let me take a drink of water. You know, like what is sports and how no, do you no. how do you it, classify let's say basketball? Basketball. Now what is basketball? Is it more basket? Is it ball? Is it co ed sports? Is it a pickup game? Are we watching NBA, WNBA? And honestly, I would say that sports help bring people together and that um people, whether you're male or female, will shoot the ball and that thing's gonna go in the hoop. A turnover is a turnover, and that's his showbiz, baby. Yeah, that's a great answer. And, Randall, I got a different uh, question for you. Would you be able to beat the best WNBA player one-on-one in basketball? No, absolutely not. So she's working your ass down low. Yeah. What about the best college player? Well, no, because that's Caitlin Clark, and she would she would just rain threes. I think you have I, no confidence I, I'd like to yourself. pride myself on being a good perimeter defender. But what about five guys against five girls on the basketball court? Actually, uh, Randall, weren't you watching a video that was five guys on one girl and there was a couch involved? No, yes. That's just about before this. <laughs> it was five guys' newest milkshake release. I think it was like. Oh, eight. that's not better. That's not better. You but, uh, oh, you're, you, the video you showed us, was it two girls, one cup? That milkshake? That was disgusting you sent us, that you perv. I've actually never seen that, and I refuse to watch that one. It's okay, a good, so back uh, to my good life choice. Do you think five guys could beat five girls in basketball if it's WNBA versus maybe NCAA? Mm-hmm. 
What simple what, question? What like, what do you think? Hmm? What size ball are we using? Uh, women's. No, no, I don't. Coop, uh, you seem to be disagreeing. Why is that? Oh, no, I wasn't disagreeing. I'm trying to pull up UConn's team because uh, I don't want to get the guy's name wrong. And it feels like I'm still going. Oh, okay, there it is. So UConn, who won it last year, their center, Stenogo. I don't think there is a human being that could stop him um, last year. I, he's about seven feet tall. He's probably 250. Man or woman, that's a whole lot of man going at you. I think he's going to lead that team against whatever team is in front of him. And but you just had to make it uh, kind of gender, but that's kind of on you. I thought it's 2023. We don't look at those things anymore. What I don't personally, did, but you guys seem to have opinions. Like Iowa or South Carolina women's team versus, I don't know, Montana State. Jab for you, Coop. I no, 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 no. First not Montana. Jab for me. Is, is Montana worse at basketball? UConn versus Montana. Montana's women's, what? women's UConn versus men's Montana. Women's UConn versus, are you kidding me? Women's UConn in a heartbeat, I think. That offense, I mean, Montana's a lot of uh, tall, skinny dudes who really can't hold their own, and I think they get manhandled. Not Women manhandled, handled. but... Women handled, yeah. thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, UConn would probably be underdogs, probably pretty good money line. I mean, you got to throw some money on the money line, sprinkle that. And so lastly, the Ducks or the Grizzlies make it further in football this year? Grizzlies. What are the Grizzlies? Currently? They're the two seed. They have three home They're number two in the, the nation versus the Ducks being uh, dependent on this weekend, obviously, but I think third right now. The Pac-12 winners making it in. The Grizzlies are already in, but also have to play more rounds at the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to back my Ducks. I'm going to go Donks. Do you think you guys could win a national championship, Randall? I do. I actually think this year is the most balanced Oregon team that's been. It, it's not as electric as Mariota or 2011, but... Yeah, no, those both worked out for you, so... I mean, we we made it to the Natty Con. Yeah, so. you made no, it. That's, a, that's really big. Yeah, ma- making it's the goal. Making it's the uh, goal. Um, but yeah, I think I think because there isn't really a dominant team in college football this year. I think Oregon might mm, slide. Seems like Georgia's pretty dominant. And Michigan. Didn't they just beat Georgia good. Tech by like eight? I think they won the last two national championships and haven't lost this year. And won, but I literally just lost. said. This year, if there's not a wait, dunk. oh, oh, you're right. Uh, because I would say UW everyone then. this season. Oh, wait, I would except say the team they're about to play. UW, Michigan, Georgia are probably the top four best teams right now. Well, and Coop in the uh, Bobby Hauk, Hauk, Huck, my dog. Hauk. All right, uh, Bobby Hauk era. I mean, the most winningest coach in Montana history. Do you think he brings home a national championship for the Grizz? I mean, oof, it's tough to say, but if he's going to do it, this is the year. He's winning this big sky head coach as well. I mean, it, this is the year. 
I'm going to the game this weekend, probably the semifinal game too on December 15th or 16th. Who knows? And then they win that. We're going to Frisco, baby. January 7th. Uh, Randall, not your favorite holiday, January 6th. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. All right. Uh, Go dogs. And thank you guys for joining the uh, pod here tonight. Sorry. We know go ducks. Oh, sorry. I mispronounced that. Okay, go dogs, and we'll see you uh, in Vegas next weekend. Uh, peace out, fellas. Bye. Bye-bye. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.